0: We off mute. Yeah, we're off mute. Man. Hey, folks! Welcome to the Twenty One Gun con, con- past con- <laughs> Here we go. Podcast. I am your host, Kevin Sullivan. With us, as always, Jeremy Walton running the cameras. Uh, we have a great show for you tonight. I believe we have a great show for you tonight. If we had a shitty show, I probably wouldn't tell you. So, right. or the guests, the guests are sitting in the green room. We'd be like, "What does he mean? We have uh, we have a very dull show for you tonight." We're going to read from my favorite book, The Iliad.
1: in uh, Homer, page four. The Iliad.
0: Oh, and if you hear that voice <laughs> they got now black, you hear the voice. they got black up tonight. There we go. We have black up There's with with EOD you. Frank over there. <laughs> Um, We have so let's just basically let's get into it. So because we got a lot to go over tonight, Uh, I hope we get done in time. We got a ton to go over. Uh, We're going to have two prestigious members of the EOD Warrior Foundation. This is EOD night. This is Explosive Ordnance Disposal Night. We also have in studio, which we just introduced our own EOD Tech U.S. Marine Frank Easterling. We're honored to have him in studio because a little known fact, little known fact, he is the recipient of the um, National Defense Service Medal. Yo. Yeah. So we have a war hero. (laughs) in studio. I believe did you win the marksman
2: award? Oh he's a fucking pizza box for sure. <laughs> pizza. Box.
0: The couch is still bearded, uh if yes. you're noticing that. I've have you noticed the length of my beard? It's getting it's it shorter? There? It's getting there, it's right? Getting there. Oh. No, it's it's not shorter. Oh, no it's, it's getting there. You can you see know
1: like, what? the squareness of it is yeah, yeah, yeah. really nice. Oh, I
2: God. suffered just for you guys and I have a stubble.
0: Well I had a note in here. <laughs> I had a note I had a note here to bring up that you're not allowed on the couch just as a child isn't allowed to play with a firearm it's a safety thing you don't have the beard you don't have the experience or the testosterone but now now this doesn't mean on that couch this doesn't mean with a little (laughs) bit of training you can't move over to the bearded couch but we gotta have some unbearded people we got to have some some estrogen that's how i feel coming to the show
2: just to kind of
1: Break up the middle. We tried,
0: but she's currently
2: making dinner at home. Who's that? Oh, oh. Shamaya. She,
1: she, she's she was trying. She'll she'll be here soon. Yeah, she'll I called her out. Day.
2: She's gonna be like, you yeah. motherfucker. Nice.
0: Also, hey, I was wondering why it was so phone. quiet. <laughs> I gotta put my other earpiece in. We also have Kavika Castiano. Um, I don't have his first name. That's like I think that's his middle name he goes by, but it's a really cool name. It's about as ethnic as my son, who is <laughs> Matteo Matteo. Sullivan and it sounds like never mind sounds like really really um, Irish as Irish as it gets uh, maybe <laughs> maybe not uh, he's gonna be joining us remotely here in just a few minutes talk about the Spokane hike I spent a lot of time in the mountains of Spokane uh, for Sears school I don't know if you guys are familiar with uh, Sears school did EOD have to do any Sears school training uh, no
1: oh.
0: and I don't know anybody I don't know why people would want to do it it's I'm uh, hands down I mean I know they taught me how to fly airplanes and stuff and that's pretty that's pretty top-notch, but hands down, Sears was the best training I've ever received. I Wasn't got like survive,
1: so, evade,
0: rescue, and escape. There, so, so
2: I on. gotta say, I've been to Sears, and I swear to God, they have the <laughs> <Okay>. best clothing. <laughs> okay, now. hold on. Oh, do you know what? I don't have it up.
0: Uh, yes. No, do you yes. know what? I'm gonna put it up you here. Got away with one. Got away with one. No, he didn't. He didn't He's because gonna anyone, anyone Did who
1: give him a mulligan on that. One?
0: <laughs> nope.
1: Not even a mulligan. Oh, oh, not even
0: a oh Willie. Em. Got That's him. so. Anytime for anyone who's just watching this um, cluster F. Uh, anytime someone says a joke that just completely fails, we play this.
1: That was not a fail. That was perfect.
0: That was perfect. Hey. <laughs> Poor Willie. That became famous Shot last week. But fails
1: by whose standard?
0: Whose standard of what? Oh, it, mine. Oh, I'm in charge. My oh, show. <laughs> yeah, I laugh at just about everything, and if I can't laugh at uh at something, you then you're getting, and you were like, oh, let's play it anyway. <laughs> anyways uh what else about Kavika? served in the u.s army 14 kavika, years yeah. kavika uh and currently serves as a firefighter for spokane we just had hey kavika when we have you on in a second we had uh jason patton Last week, or two weeks ago, or a month ago. Jeez, I don't know Three anymore. Three weeks ago, from uh, the Fire Department Chronicles. Very funny guest. Check him out if you want. Next week on Five Twenty Seven, we have double guests. We have the VA coming on. Uh, we have two people from the VA coming on to talk about their PTSD and their COVID. and They got a bunch of apps. They have a bunch of apps that they're they're launching. Uh, so that'll be next week. It's going to be packed. Uh, like a, literally, we're going to have to just go into interviews. So I don't have anyone on the couch. If you want to come and hang out, by all means. Um, Even just a bullshit, just to hang
2: out. Yeah say a couple of bad jokes so kevin can uh, so i can you do that so he's my yeah. new toy
0: we also have andrew biggio 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 uh he's going to talk about his upcoming book the rifle that but here pull that up that right that book looks really cool uh it drops in june uh basically what this guy did is he told the stories of the few remaining um can you blow up that like the rifle on the cover there actually don't you know scroll down Scroll so down. Look it. at that rifle. See the old guy right there. Kind of. I don't know if you'll be able to see it, but if you kind of blow that up, you know, you do the pinch and uh, pinch and roll. If you have an itch, uh,
1: you, you pinch and. picked on that. Wow. <laughs> so uh, let's confuse you, all the females on the feed. You can't. You can <laughs> Jesus. You can't
0: see in that that rifle there. But what he did is he went around and he got. Uh, some of the few remaining uh, World War II guys to tell their stories. And he says, through the rifle. So I think it's behind the M1, like M1 stories. And if you can see on it, it's signed by like hundreds of world war ii vets that thing is so cool so he's going to come on to talk about that oh, uh wow. book drops in june he's also raffling and i'm going to get that info uh, information out to you as soon as possible he's raffling a uh a m1 i believe that was signed by woody um oh sorry yeah no <laughs> woody williams u.s marine corps <laughs> checking flames on Iwo Jima we have three hikes coming up in no 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 I'm sorry we have three dates with seven hikes coming up uh, we had the Knoxville guy on last week two weeks ago, I don't remember anymore May 22nd is Knoxville May 29th Spokane Spokane I still don't know Spokane Spokane Washington uh, we're gonna have uh, Kavika on tonight talk about that May 29th we have Pittsburgh Pennsylvania and we had uh, Molly on last week to Mally. talk about that Molly Molly, that's how I say it. This is—it's a New England accent. Speaking of New England, Milford, Mass. May 29th Hey, if you know someone <laughs> Milford. from the Milford, Milford—if you guys know somebody from the Milford area, have <laughs> oh them call me. God. Have them send me a text or something. Maybe an email. I don't know. For the life of me, I can't get in touch with anybody oh from Milford. I have no idea what's going on up there.
2: Hold on. That's where you have your sherpa here. You got? Oh, that's—that's—that's. See, that's I got. Oh, that's I'm doing it on purpose. Cause I want to hear. It. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> thank you thank Poor you willie. That's, that's what i'm looking for Poor willie yeah Poor no willie.
0: seriously if you guys know whoever's running uh milford i've sent a bunch of of emails but no one's get back to me maybe that's a hint uh june 12th wilmington mm. north carolina uh we're actually gonna have the uh person here in studio hopefully matt don't call him matt matthew james reeves uh in studio we're also going to be broadcasting live from the hike and this is going to be fun what we want to do is kind of like a, um uh a college football uh you know how they have the game day yeah yeah, yeah. Shit, so yeah, i'm going to yeah. set up with the people in the background and the silkies i have no idea it might completely suck and for you west coast people it's going to be on at like 4 in the morning and maybe we'll do it at 9 8 or 9 what's what's hop jump off time probably 10
2: um i think 8:30 on the yeah, clock.
0: Eight. oh really that early yeah.
2: oh shit it's only like a
0: 6 mile hike so okay so well be, we'll figure it gonna
1: out get, gotta it's got to be cuz that's it's going to get hot by like 10 mm so but you're by the ocean
0: Um, regardless we're gonna be going live it's gonna be a lot of fun I'm really looking forward to that it's gonna be the first time we did that so June 12th Colorado Springs June 12th Galveston Texas Texas what else Uh, big announcement big 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 can you bring up uh, number four Uh, if you watch this show at all uh, you know that i'm a big advocate for traumatic brain injury uh, i've interviewed a ton of people about it i mean look at my go to 21gun spelled out 21gun.net and take a look at uh, the archives i've an interview with mark gordon andrew marr jerry Shear, who made a movie about uh, mark gordon and andrew marr's protocol um of course myself i've been through the pro- protocol uh dr gordon has been gracious enough to donate tbi protocols to The irreverent warriors, and believe it or not, we already have three people signed up. We have two more slots. If you so, let just let me read right here so I don't, I don't forget anything here. Um, if you buy two hoodies, you're on. I'm just kidding. No, 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 no. <laughs> uh, it's no charge to you. Uh, this is thousands of dollars worth of treatment. It's uh, really, it, it, the only thing you have to do is you don't have to give blood, you don't have to do any of that. If you do his uh, intensive program, they take blood and they do all that stuff. But this is kind of like a step down approach. Um, you just have to fill out a questionnaire every month saying how you feel. So if you are interested in that, and and people are like, well, what does that mean? TBI? I mean, I got knocked out once, but I was never diagnosed. Okay, do you have headaches, nightmares, anxiety, history of drug or alcohol abuse, history? Don't no current drug or al- alcohol abuse. Low libido, depression, insomnia, joint pains, muscle aches, memory, tinnitus, brain fog, mostly. I mean. It's a mile long. Have you ever been diagnosed with PTSD? Sometimes that's a missed chance to diagnose TBI. So anything like that, or you just happen to have your head knocked in a few times and you've been unconscious and you have these symptoms, Uh, send me an email, write it down. If you know somebody like this, send me an email, kevin at 21gun.net. Um, I'll just talk with you. We're going to try to get two more people onto that uh, program. You can't be on it three. You can't be on any more than three meds, and you can't be taking uh, opioids as one of those uh, medications. So yeah, let me know. Uh, the protocol itself is pretty incredible. It's been refined over the last 26 years. It's used, been used to successfully treat thousands of veterans. Dr. Gordon's protocol has been highlighted on the Joe Rogan podcast like five times. There it is, actually, on the, on the corner there. Uh, if you guys are ever wondering what this is all about. I mean sure go listen to my podcast because you know you know we're joe best, rogan you know, joe rogan tries but, things yeah. yeah yeah yeah. but if you're so inclined check out uh episode 1589 right there with joe rogan that kind of explains a lot of this stuff um so yeah reach out change your life uh i don't know can i announce it jeremy is going to be one of the people that are going to be on the program so what we're going to do is uh do kind of like a, a weekly update for that uh what time is it it's 8 10. it's <clears throat> the only experimental thing that i'll uh it's Be a part of. It's technically, no, it's not really experimental. Although it is like an ongoing study. What are you, what are you looking
2: at? What for those who know? See, I'm not. Never mind. That was a vaccination. Uh,
1: yeah, thing. I, I yeah. was. Yeah, I caught it. I was. just. Oh, waiting. it didn't even play. Oh, yeah. Yo! I was yeah. waiting to see if he was going to get it, and he did.
0: So. <laughs> Let's stop picking on Jeremy. Let's bring on uh, Kavika. Because we got we got people to talk to.
2: <laughs> How's going, man?
0: What's Thank happening, God. Kavika? I just like
1: want to talk to you anymore, Jeremy. <laughs>
0: Not bad. So we already kind of talked about it, but, um, I like to get a little bit of background on, on everyone who comes on the show. So, uh, when did you join the army? What was your MOS and what years were you in?
3: So, uh, I joined, I joined in 2000, uh, and we got out about 2014. I served both a uh, short range air missile defense and in the infantry.
0: Oh, nice. Nice. Kind of like what we're seeing a lot of right now with the iron dome sort of thing that that must be right up your alley. <laughs> yeah, you're like i know that shit i know that guy um do you ever deploy or anything like that
3: yeah i did uh, a couple, two, a couple of rounds in afghanistan uh a couple of rounds in iraq it's
0: yeah yeah, I mean, yeah.
3: It, was it was definitely a lot of fun
0: sure another recipient everyone of the national defense service oh, medal yeah. we have two <laughs> Over- overseas two, service as well two oh wow
1: it's
3: per no big deal, fellas.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Save some for the rest of us, Jesus. <laughs> Got to build up that fruit salad, man. Got to build up that
0: fruit right. salad. That's right. When did you uh, personally first discover Reverend Warriors?
3: Uh, actually, it was actually a few years ago. Uh, it was during this the Seattle, uh, during the first Seattle hike. Unfortunately, I didn't get a chance to go. Uh, I don't remember the reason why it was. Uh, it, was, it, was
0: I it was raining? <laughs>
3: Oh, world, that might be a very strong possibility <laughs> nonetheless uh my family and i moved to spokane uh, a couple of years ago and a few a couple other veteran buddies that live out here well we decided to uh see if we can develop a hike here in spokane and it, uh, it worked it totally panned out So we're going into our third hiking now.
0: oh nice um uh- what have you seen IW do for hikers, people that actually uh, have been going to the hikes and been going to Spokane individually, like just about that hike specifically?
3: So here, one of the, uh, the biggest t- things that I've seen with the hikes in general is is the camaraderie. Now, when I say that, that's a term that's thrown around a lot. But when I say that, I, I mean this in this way. You take, a, you take a whole bunch of random veterans and you put them together, no matter if they know each other or not, just that community alone, uh, you just build like this automatic bond. It happens like that. Yeah. Right? Uh, now, as any any other veteran getting out of the military will know that the transition at times can be kind of lonely, yeah, kind of lonely, very confusing. Uh, it's a daunting task, you know, because you're transitioning back into the civilian. Transitioning back into the civilian world where the the thought process is completely different. Yeah. So to be able to link up with other other veterans, other people with that same with that same mindset that has gone through the same struggles as as you have, uh, is has done wonders. Now, in the last three years, just in the last three hikes that I've been on, just meeting all these people from uh, all over the place that have migrated to to Spokane, Spokane. Now, Spokane is not a very big city by no means. But just to come all the way out here for a hike and to meet other veterans and to network and develop camaraderie and new friendships, that's something you cannot replace.
0: Oh, agreed. Agreed. Hey, here's a question. Do you ever see the SEER buses driving around? Do you ever see that? Because this is one thing I remember about Spokane is we went from the Air Force Base uh, and they they put hoods over our heads and like Whoa. no no come on no they were they were burlap sacks you have to be careful how you word things Yeah, 21st century 2021 is rough uh and we had to put our heads like against against the chair in front of us but it was an open bus i mean there were windows and i'm like what are the people driving around
1: read the room bro
0: hoods read the room <laughs> they weren't there were no eye holes cut out there were no it was just the hoods were so blind oh my god it's fucked up man hey we are rooting Surprise. out extreme
3: Surprisingly, surprisingly <laughs> no, and maybe it's because they're moving them around in the middle of the night. Who oh, that knows? could be
0: it. That could be. Uh,
3: it. And I, you know, now that you mentioned it, you know, I, you'd, I figured that I would see them because uh, my jurisdiction, <laughs> with the the department, kind of covers the Fairchild area. But oh, okay. No, I haven't seen. Uh, actually, I have not seen uh, those magic buses.
0: They keep it. They keep it pretty hush hush. A lot of that <laughs> is still, is still. What do they call that? Classified, secret, whatever. Yeah, you're training. Yeah, I don't remember.
3: Secret, you know, sure so me.
0: let me tell you about it. From t- no, I'm just kidding. FBI. Um, so tell tell us about your hike. Um, weather wise, COVID wise, all that good stuff. Because it's it's in less. No, it isn't. It's in a little more than a week.
3: Yeah, it's a little over a little over a week away, uh, and the the weather is actually predicted to be pretty good right now. Now, oh, yeah. when people when we tell people that we're in Washington automatically people resort, uh resort to seattle oh my right. god it's gonna rain in it's gonna be gloomy not necessarily here in eastern washington uh eastern eastern washington's kind of a whole another world in comparison to to the seattle area we actually have all four seasons here yeah um, isn't there isn't there yeah.
0: like a desert between spokane and um seattle i feel i drove to seattle when we were we were finished seer school and i feel like i drove through a desert of some sort
3: and then, uh, there are parts, there, there are desert parts of uh, Eastern Washington, you know Yakima, Walla Walla, okay, somewhere. yeah. uh see, see, Spokane is like the last major city before <laughs> hitting Seattle, and it's roughly about a five five and a half hour drive, and you still yeah. got to go over the Cascade Mountains and a whole bunch of farmland. Cool. So as far as our height goes, our COVID we still have COVID protocols in place, and but they have loosened up fortunately, our Good state governor is he says that he's trying to you know completely open our state by june so fingers uh, fingers crossed on that
4: yeah
3: uh weather-wise you know like i said we're gonna have uh, it's projected to have really good weather lots of sun and and it's and spokane's are really they're really strong with a really strong with a veteran present with veteran presence and veteran support there's we're projected to have a lot of uh, support out there from the, from the local population. Nice,
0: awesome. nice. When is the uh, meet and greet, and where are people uh, going to meet for that? Where are people going so to meet, meet for the meet and greet? Where they meet for the meet? Yeah. <laughs> wow. Type of meet we'd be meeting at the meet and greet. Okay, wait. No, I'll do it. Yeah, I'll do yeah, it. Yes. Say, yeah, come yes. come I'll do it.
2: For yourself. Ooh. Oh, really. That'll oh, make me really, laugh. That's never gonna get old. I know. Oh, Willie!
0: Willie old. just got topped by a <laughs> fifty PMG. <laughs> <laughs> Willie shakes it off. He's a champ. If you ever watch that full video, he's like, "Am I bleeding?" And they're like, "Nope." No. Nope. We shouldn't do that again. I'm like, "Yeah, thank you." Sorry. Go ahead.
3: <laughs> so our our meeting is actually gonna be the night before. Let's see, uh, it's gonna be the night before our meeting location is actually to be determined at the uh, at the moment hopefully we'll have that answer in, in the next day or two
0: okay okay very good well man do you, if you can think of anything else other than that uh thanks for coming on uh i wish you all the luck and success on that trip uh, Thank guys. Hike.
3: thanks for having thanks. me on
0: yeah absolutely thanks man appreciate it look forward to it take care uh,
3: thanks, guys.
0: all right Bye. have you seen are you familiar with kentucky ballistics
2: uh, actually, oh yeah, I've that dude got messed up
0: them, pretty yeah. bad. His cap yeah. blew up on him. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and the neck. Yeah, we. Do move. you know what's weird is I was going to buy that. It's a Serbo. It's um, what do they call that? Break action 50, yeah. fifty, which is crazy, right? It, Wait, it's, a break action. A break, break action yeah. fifty. Yeah. yeah, and the that you put it in battery with like a blasting cap, right? You put the fifty <laughs> in there. You screw yeah. this thing down, and then that the firing pins inside the cap, and then and then you close the the action, and there's two ears that come up. So you've got you got these two ears and the cap that it says keeps it's like all that. eighty thousand
2: psi to prevent that from opening up well and it, they explode well
0: it. i went to serbo's website so to to kind of catch everyone up on there he's shooting uh slap rounds yeah. and these are counterfeit Old. they were counterfeit so they looked at a picture of them and oh. it's missing like all the telltale signs of real ones there's no crimping around the neck um oh, the no. the there's like a sleeve that goes up there weren't um uh, scores in the sleeve whatever so it, it was just way overpowered or Uh, Yeah, I don't know. So it explodes and it sent one of those ears. into his. Yeah, it sent the cap into his eye and that into his ears, severed his jugular, stuck his thumb in it. Just the whole, the entire time. You want to put your thumb out? No. Yeah, yeah, nope. I wouldn't want to do that. Um, But yeah, I was going to buy that. That that just reminded me of it because we were showing that. Um, And now I'm like, I, and now they say, all right, this gun has been fired millions of times, right? The Serbo, Serbu, Serbu uh, 50 Cal. It's a freak accident. Just shoot regular stuff. But still, I don't think I could fire it without thinking about having one of those things just fly through my neck.
2: He's like, I'm just going to put like a pillow here and yeah. pray to God something. Or put just a no, flak Kevlar, jacket, Kevlar, jacket a Kevlar right here. pillow. Shoot,
0: shoot from behind a tree with the... Giant, oh, that's, that's what I meant. But straight, I yeah. I honestly think, I mean, it's a freak accident, but it's crazy. Um, needless to say, I took myself off that waiting list. I figured, you know, we get the... There's there's a few things. You get the... Um, what, what's that? the The... The COVID check or whatever, the and test. so what do you do with the COVID check? No, the the money, the COVID money. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. What do you do
1: with the COVID oh, money? Oh, the stimmy. You buy about guns. STEMI? You buy ammo. ammo. You buy. <laughs> so if you know back in my old nice life, what I would have done dinner. with the stimmy is, you know, God only knows, um, probably would have put a few young ladies through, you know, fund their education. College. But being, you know, a, you know, a married man and a father, it's, you know, tuition for the kids and and, and mortgage oh you did you did the right responsible thing
2: he's like thanks guys I'm gonna be responsible everyone's like whiskey (laughs) 5,000 rounds so I figured what would piss them off more than to use that to buy ammunition we need this and this and this here's money let's go exactly what you don't want we're a little
0: early (laughs) and I realized um, because I didn't talk about my number one thing let's so obviously here we go. What are two things, right? So I, I never rode my bike across Spokane. Fuck it. No, I never rode it across Spokane. I wait.
1: You know what? I was going to say something, and then I waited, and I was going to see if you were going to catch on <laughs> it here.
0: I, I was I, going to say it. It's one I area like, I no. haven't rode. It's one state I haven't rode my bike through. However, uh, we'll talk about the other thing that I always <laughs> talk about. Okay. Do you know what should be? It Come on. This should be number one news story every single day. It should be everything everyone talks about. It's the aliens. and. Ooh yeah so so there's a couple things well first let me show you this and I'll the fast u.s forward a
5: navy bit. personnel two years ago shows an unknown sphere that followed a navy warship before disappearing into the mm-hmm. ocean
3: did you guys the see the video follow. provides the latest glimpse into yeah, yeah, yeah. an ongoing pentagon investigation into UFOs. ufo no
0: no no watch it he'll show you now, they have the
3: george nap coast to coast hold on let five me five navy warships was sleeping? based in sandy Omaha was itself under surveillance. A sphere that yeah, traveled alongside the Omaha this. for about an hour. It was pitch black outside, so the image was obtained via a thermal sensor. Personnel in the command center made multiple recordings of what was on the it screen. It followed them. At it wasn't just floating At precisely 11 along. p.m., mm. the unidentified sphere seemingly vanished into the ocean. Splash! Well, splash! When they say splash, splash, harassing. that doesn't mean there was a physical splash. Isn't
0: that crazy? Goes into the water. So, yeah, that's new. And then um, uh, uh, 60 Minutes just did a, a special last week, and I watched that today. And um, same sort of thing. Uh, uh, Lou Elizondo, I believe his name is. He's um, He used to be part of the, the Pentagon's program. And he talks about that they, this has been happening daily for years. They had a Navy pilot on. and The Navy pilot's like, yeah, we see it every day. We'd go up there and there'd be something chasing us every day. One of them had gotten to a dogfight with him. Another one, it went from eighty thousand feet to sea level in a second.
2: So, are they keeping up international relations? Yeah,
0: yeah. Another one, they went. Uh, they had a, a secret rendezvous point, right? It was just a checkpoint that they were going to go to, and the thing was waiting ch- there for ch- him. Yeah, waited there for him. and it got there in two seconds. It was sixty miles away. I mean. Come on, and and it's not like they're seeing it. They're seeing it. The radar seeing it. The Navy. Um, there was a sub that tracked it. There's like multiple confirmations on this thing. What the hell? And they're like, well, you know, you know, it might be a, might be um the Russians or the. Okay, if the Russians have something that can go from the atmosphere to sea level in one second. We're done. <laughs> well, <laughs> we're and, done. And to, to put on my <laughs> to put on
1: my like tinfoil hat here for a second, and my yeah. sister is watching this. She's gonna think I'm crazy. Shout out to my big sister Keisha. So, to put the tinfoil hat on for just a second, the hubris of the human of the human to think that through us being here in this infinitesimal just we're just so small in this huge universe, yeah, and it's just us, yeah. No, I got literally one, just us. I like, have, I have
2: one question. Did they ride their bike across the universe to get here?
0: (laughs) Jeremy, you were pushing it. You You were pushing it. You were pushing it. Did you
2: bring your towel? So I had to play that.
0: That was something I had to talk about because you guys should be watching this closely. And in June, they're going to let out a lot of information. That's like, um, I think it was Rubio, Mark Rubio put on the, the, there was some, I think it was the last stimulus. What, Marco? Yeah, yeah. One of the last uh, (laughs) stimulus checks. He's like, okay, we'll do that. But you got to release all this information they know about you. We UFOs. should have let
2: those people invade Area Fifty One. We'd have known much sooner. <laughs>
1: That's true. That's true. And that was that was the the day of my first hike was when they invaded. Uh, Seriously, tinfoil
2: yeah. hat, but she's probably not wrong. Miss Shemiah. we are in someone's locker. I don't doubt it. That's true. Well, uh, <laughs> they the had in black
0: type. Joe like. Joe Rogan had um, some guy on that he he worked for the Defense Department department and he said his idea is that these things have been here for a hundred thousand years and they're underground or underwater Cause you can't really, and they're just probes. They pop up they do some testing and then they land and You're it's like, just, look at these fucking idiots. Well, mm. it's, they're checking like atmosphere. They're checking all this stuff uh, and just sending it back to whatever. I don't know. Like it sounds crazy to say it, to talk like this, but it, there's something going on. But, uh, what does that have to do with EOD? Nothing. Everything with the
2: military about- like, Oh my God, look, they made officers. God, they're <laughs> really devolving.
1: All right. <laughs> You got to get to the point where you have to stop saying, "Well, it can't get any worse than this, or it can't be that's Yeah, it sure, fucking. It can. It's People how are taking that against. as a personal challenge. All right,
0: we should bring on. We got to move right along because uh, oh, we're, we're going to come down on time. Face. Yep. Uh, we have two members of the EOD Warrior Foundation. They are a nonprofit organization whose mission is to improve the quality of life for the EOD family by providing educational, financial, and emotional support. EOD stands for Explosive Ordnance Disposal. The disarming, uh, blech, the disarming. we've gone through this. I can't read out loud. The disarming and disposal of bombs. EOD techs are highly trained military members serving in the Army, Marines, Navy, Air Force, all, all branches, except Coast Guard. Are there any Coast Guard EODs? Not that I'm aware of. Huh. They just call the Navy. Uh, EOD profession is one of the most dangerous occupations in the military. So let's bring on our featured guests, Sherry Beck and Melissa Tackett. So I was trying to figure out how I'm going to do this. Um, we'll just quickly, uh, Sherry is the director of program. She spent, uh, I don't know actually how many years as a mill spouse. I think she did a full career. Uh, I think her husband's full career as a mill spouse of an EOD tech um Oof, she's a tough one we also have uh she's a tough one melissa tackett who's director of memorial, memorial care and events and has a hell of a navy career if you hear her career she's a torpedo man's mate torpedo man's mate you know what's weird about the navy is like that's probably not even pronounced that way it's like because you see like boats wane they're like no it's boatswain. you're like okay cox wayne no it's no they don't have coxswains in the coxswains no yeah but not in the navy there's no guy sitting in the back going <laughs> stroke
2: left come left come left maybe in the navy right
0: no right uh deep sea diver and eod tech so uh just real quickly here um because we have two people what i'm gonna do is uh we're gonna do a couple rounds of questions just to kind of find out the background of both sherry and melissa and then we'll talk about their involvement with the eod foundation does that make sense yeah awesome so welcome i'll use navy terms because we have a squid welcome aboard Sherry and God, uh, yes, Melissa. i literally never heard that before. I just saw yeah.
2: her roll her eyes. The look on their face, I think that needs a, uh, a shot and a miss from now that one.
0: <laughs> the look on their face is like, what did we get ourselves into? Uh, listen, guys, it's in the title, Irreverent Warriors. <laughs> exactly. So, Sherry, let's start with you. It's totally um, fine. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> Are we getting a weird lag? I don't know. Maybe we're not. Um, Okay. So you met your husband when he was in EOD school. Did you know what you were, did you know what you were getting into at that point? Had no idea.
6: No idea. (laughs) Welcome. I didn't even know what EOD stood for initially.
0: That's funny. (laughs) Well, we used to always joke about in the flying community that we, we all married up (laughs) and it was because of our flight suits, not because of our looks. We were just like the flight suits got the ladies. Um, but I don't know. Uh, it, it, well, I was going to say, did the uniform was that part of the uh, the deal?
6: <laughs> well, he was definitely um, very fit, and and he still is very attractive. But UDTs were were really, yeah. He
0: looked really good. At-
2: <laughs> so her answer is yes. Yes, yes. that man
0: is hot. <laughs> um, in general, do you think that people understand? When I say people, I mean just you know. Right, civilians, military alike, understand the daily lives of military spouses?
6: Um, I think it varies, honest to goodness. I I would like to think there's a level of understanding. Um, It's very different, I think, in civilian life to be a military spouse. I mean, I think some of the challenges I had and a lot of questions I had was like, How do you deal with deployments? How do you do everything by yourself? And you just do it. So um, I think it's definitely a culture that you just get used to in a lifestyle. But as far as civilians understanding, I think there's a little bit of a disconnect. But I definitely feel like we are making progress in just bringing awareness to not only the military spouses, but military service men and also.
0: Right. Um, we have our, some friends over at the Behind the Service podcast I actually sent you an email today introducing you to them because I think they would love to hear your story. Um, but what they say is being a or they describe being a mill spouse as staying up at night and praying, filling out mountains of endless paperwork, scouring the Internet for re- researching experimental services. Do you agree with that sentiment and would you add anything to it?
6: Well, for me, you know, my husband's been retired for 15 years. So I think what our military spouses go through and do now are very different than what my experience was. Um, certainly technology has improved all of those, those resources. Um, um, I think there's more of a community also through social media and that sort of thing. So I think that's probably very helpful too
0: absolutely yeah i didn't even think about that it's amazing how much time flies right i mm-hmm. i got out in 07 and i still feel like i just got out i'm like oh yeah, yeah i i can i can relate to these young guys who are still in. It's <laughs> like nope. Nope. hey hey fellow teenagers <laughs> it's like no no there's uh, 15 what what uh, i guess that would be 14 years ago holy mackerel so yeah pretty close we've been out uh, i guess the same amount of time uh what are deployments like for for uh, civilians or, or male spouses, particular?
6: Well, I mean, typically for the Navy, because I was Navy, um, it was a six month deployment. And it's just, I mean, you just, it's a different adjustment. You, you just have to learn to fill your time. Um, if you have children, then certainly that takes a lot of your time. If you're not your family, then you just kind of fall into additional family that you never never thought you'd have in your life, but suddenly you become friends with with other people who are going through the same thing. But um, I I would say, you know, the deployment for me, he was out to sea. So it um, it wasn't in Afghanistan or Iraq. So I think that's very different than what our military spouses are going through now. But I can certainly appreciate the the scary times and the uncertainty and not we for waiting yeah. for a letter to come, which yeah, yeah, yeah. We would, oh, yeah, we would number our letters and all of that sort of thing. Do tape recordings and stuff like that. So I think again, technology has played a huge role in how military spouses were in my day versus how they, you know, how they do things now. So sure. type and all those things are just fantastic.
0: Um yeah. When I, when I was deployed, uh, my stupid co-pilot, he used to get up every night at like two in the morning to go call his wife. And I was like, you son of a bitch, if you do that, it's going to get around that we have access to a phone <laughs> That's right. at two in the morning. And now we all have to go. Yep. So, so I was like, we came to agreement. I'm like every other day, just do it every other day. Cause I got to uh-uh. sleep. <laughs> but yeah. it makes sense. It makes sense. Um, yeah. my brother-in-law, he just retired as a Lieutenant Colonel. He, he deployed, I don't know, a couple of years ago, two or three years ago, and again, you know, this is ten years since the last time I deployed, and uh, and it might be his rank too, but he had internet in his room, he he could just Skype his kids, but it's also technology has gotten to the point where. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Uh, people can just
2: stay in touch so easily. Well, rank also has its privileges, as you know. That's so, true. That's I mean, true. you're not going to be a Lance Cooley out here going. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You have to wait in line. Oh, no, man. listen, listen. The when EOD, we
1: uh, my last deployment at EOD, we had our own computers and with internet. so... Yeah. yeah. Well,
0: yeah. It, it's it's the the don't, uh what don't, I like to call Derrick, Jeremy. the privileged some of us so come. the privileged MOSs, right? Jeremy, the, the flyers, yeah. the flyers were like we had. Uh, hard billets, and same thing. It was like, yeah, yeah, we got got a little thing. Okay, Um, so our organization, uh, Reverend Warriors, we uh, focus on preventing veteran suicide. Uh, Military family members are the first line of defense in noticing signs of struggle, substance abuse, depression, anxiety, sleepiness, whatever it is. How does a spouse address this? How does a spouse, gosh, I don't know if I said that right, address this with his or her veteran or active duty service member? And how do you tell if there's even an issue? Wow.
6: Um, I think from our perspective, because of how our process works has been people contact us for, you know support resources and that sort of thing as a spouse, right? As a spouse, but even a spouse will contact us um, and ask for those sorts of things. So, um, I think you just start with allowing them to tell the story and allowing them to tell what's going on and helping them direct their veteran or service member to the right resources and giving them more resources than they actually need, but giving them choices, sure. but also providing some level of support for them too. It's it's important to recognize that they too are stressed and their children may be stressed.
0: Yeah. And that was going to be something else I asked. Um, So, you know, we talk about transitioning into civilian world for service members is like the biggest stumbling point. Kavika just told us that uh, or reminded us of that. What sort of toll does separating active duty take on a mill spouse? So I assume it's very similar because you're going from something you're familiar with, language that you're familiar with, people that you're familiar with, and suddenly you are out and about. You're no longer on base. You're no longer that that whole that whole um, web of connections just disappears.
6: I would agree with that. I think that's a valid statement that spouses absolutely feel a disconnect to when their husbands or wives separate from the military service. Um, you just have to get involved in your community. You have to keep realizing that the military is still there in support of you. It's just maybe not on the base that you were living at and, and those sorts of things. But you have to look at it as a new adventure and just something new and exciting to do. I mean. Really yeah and if you're still good relationship with with said spouse you know uh, or said service member then you hope you know this is just the next chapter so i i just encourage people to look at it like just try to be positive just sure. try to stay
0: positive Ah, uh, Jeremy said we have a, a question from one of the viewers.
2: So CJ Frost asks, "What resources does the EOD Warrior Foundation recommend, and where can you find the information?"
0: Well, well, CJ, we'll get to that. That's. Uh, hey, do you know how I know him? Do you know, Do you want to know how you I know fucking him? Fucking dare! Hey, hey, we we rode our bikes across. I'm <laughs> officially I'm I'm quitting. Together. I'm I'm logging out. That, <laughs> that is how I know him. Yeah, we'll get to that, uh, um, Chris, in <laughs> just a minute, because um, uh, we're going to get into the OD thing in the bottom. Uh, okay, Melissa. You originally joined the Navy to have an adventure. I assume this was pre 9 11.
2: Uh oh. oh yeah. Uh-oh. If she can move a little closer, we can't really hear. Yeah, her. we gotta
6: hear. hear her.
2: Why can't we hear her? But we can hear. Yeah, we can't hear her at all. Maybe if you guys switch seats.
0: Oh, sure. That's so weird. We can hear Sherry. We can hear you loud and clear. We right, couldn't. Yeah,
2: it's- or do you guys said? I like, just want pieces? to look at
0: my boobs. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? That's a Navy gal, that's right there. That's not our fault. <laughs> okay, now can you switch back? No, Wait, I'm just kidding. No. <laughs> <laughs> Why is that? Why do you
2: have sound, but maybe I'm not it's just, agreeing to that? It's because the direction in trouble. I'm that's not getting
0: it. might be the already.
5: microphones on this side.
2: I don't
0: know. Oh yeah, yeah that's oh. really weird.
2: Oh yeah, see so now we can't hear now we can't hear Sherry yeah, yeah, at all. Gosh, no. that's the that's the first Holy time that's
0: ever happened. Um, so, yeah, uh, I assume this was pre nine eleven, and what we thought you said was, oh, yeah.
5: Oh, yeah. Yeah, I graduated. I'm sorry. I joined the Navy in 1987. Um, I actually joined in 1986 as a delayed entry program, but okay. that one year didn't really count for anything. But I knew, coming from a small town, I was going to join the military. When I was a freshman in high school, I knew I was going to join the military. So I got out and ran as fast as I could.
0: Yeah. And that's one of the – we talk about that a lot – is. Because it's like we just mentioned, it's been 20 years since 9-11, right? This year. And so it seems like the majority of the veterans that are vocal and young and out there are all post 9-11 veterans. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, the other ones, I, I don't know, especially on the hike, I see that. I'm technically a pre-9-11 veteran. I joined like <laughs> a month before oh boy, 9-11. But, um, but still, uh, another big thing I like to bring up is the motivation to join, right? So in 87, 86, 87, Vietnam was still very much on people's minds. Did mm-hmm. many of your co—I uh, don't know—you'd call it your cohort, cohort from school, your other friends. Did many of them join, or was it just no. you?
5: No, there were very few of us. Um, I would say maybe two or three out of my graduating class joined the service. If I can remember. I'm the okay. only one that actually. No, there were two of us that stayed to retirement. Oh wow! That, yeah, okay. that, yeah, but there were there were a few, of us and um, there was really nothing. to work. And we needed to get out and see the world. My mom would always say, "Go see the world," but I think she meant as an airline stewardess. <laughs> I so was very happy when I joined the navy, That's and then very cool. mad. My very first was the Philippines when I was 18 years old. Stuy Bay, along a Coast city.
0: Good lord, the PI. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I've heard a lot of stories from Marines about the P.I. Uh I've yeah, never actually I had a lot it. of
5: fun stories with Marines in the P.I. I married a Marine when I was in the Philippines, but it's where I met my first DOD test.
0: Cool, uh, cool, That's where cool. I first yeah.
5: learned about DOD.
0: So let's start oh, with I'm that. Welcome. So you were a torpedo... Torpe, God damn it. You were torpedo a torpedo... mate. Okay, right.
5: Torpedo so, men's
0: So you were that. Uh, were you on yeah. subs or did destroyers have those? What were you on?
5: Um, well, when I was in the Philippines, I was at a, a depot. So the ships would come in with their torpedoes, oh. and we would take them all apart and get them, and we'd give them fresh torpedoes. So you had to like do an and you know, warheads and all that stuff. When I left there, we I went to an actual testing range, so I had two torpedoes, and we took a sub 2 on a
0: lean forward a little bit if you can Yeah, we just lost your uh, your audio. Um That better? Not really. Uh, it, it I don't know how really to make co- it better. There and you go. There go. Here. Yeah, I don't know. I th- I think you just you're kind of lagging a little bit. The internet. So I think it's the good.
2: moving back and forth and away from the computer. Yeah, maybe that. The computer's be it. trying to catch up every so time. Do more of it. Right <laughs> that, <laughs> not like that. See, I'm you to getting in trouble. Come on. This is bad. a family show.
1: You, 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 know, have, you have to understand. You jump you, up and down. No, I'm just, invited, just no, but no. It's it's you invited an EOD tech onto your show. Uh Yeah, you did. What I'm you trying did. to explain, and this and, and there's a couple of things you don't do with EOD techs. One, you don't bet in EOD tech because the never. tech already knows the answer, and you will lose. <laughs> never dare a D tech and never play gay chicken with a D tech. Oh, no, oh, no, no. no. Uh, sorry,
2: we're jarheads. We always play gay chicken, and we always win. Because you're was, gay. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> my girlfriend here in the chat would would say otherwise. That's not what you said the other day. No, that's not what you said. Look at, You kissed me. <laughs> Yo, I win 90, you, nine, you came 10. Who,
5: who touched right. the other person's back of the head? Who did
2: that? <laughs> I did the <a> small of <laughs> the back.
0: I was, I was a gentleman. Oh, good Lord. This is... Come on, we have a prestigious organization here. Okay. Let's, let's <laughs> clean this up a little bit. Um, okay, so uh, your interactions with the EOD. So it sounds like it, it's almost like a, a mechanic because these are, these are vessels in and of themselves, these torpedoes. So you're a mechanic mm-hmm. really for... For torpedoes, there's munitions involved as well. Did the EOD work with you with those munitions? Uh, how did that happen? We
5: were a lot of their training. Um, we would pretend like we dropped a warhead and it cracked open, and there were explosives everywhere, auto fuel everywhere, and the EOD techs would have to come in and save the day. I always enjoyed being the wounded person, and they would yes. have to you know carry me out or you know do some heroic thing. So, but that was my first. Um, I actually got my sea daddy from the EOD community in the Philippines and he you know tried to convince me to go EOD and I was gosh I was just young and I didn't think I was for one mature enough or responsible enough and it it, frankly scared the hell out of me yeah and I became a single parent and I decided to go navy diver instead so I was a hard hat diver just as like a baby step. Let me see what this whole special. A baby step. Was. It was a baby step. So.
0: It's like it's <laughs> like you know I, I was an
5: astronaut. <laughs> <to> that. <laughs> don't, yeah, don't that's because
0: <laughs> from what I understand, that's like a whole subculture in and of itself. Your Navy Divers. Oh I mean, God, I
5: loved it. I what's his, loved
0: it. What's his name? The the actor there. He was a Navy Diver. Uh, Cubby. Cubie dude, cubie, 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 cubic the
1: story about of Carl
0: yes, there you go, there you go, so when you say hard hat, when you say hard hat diver, you, you, like, you wore that old school, like, metal stuff, and just went under,
5: that, that guy's, his name's Jake, and we came away in 1985, but so I forgot to dive him, but I oh, dove wow. other ones that are now gone, like the yeah. mark 12, which is no longer a rig, and, um, a lot of other rigs that are like, oh, these are old, Put them away, and I'm like, but, I spit in that. I peed in that. So.
0: <laughs> the, do you know, what's funny. Uh, I have this, I, so my respect to deep sea divers, uh, any type of diver is through the roof because I, we, there's an, another running joke on the show. I am completely terrified of black water. Like that whole dark. Uh, I love it. Oh love God. It, it scares me. Jeremy. Jeremy, pull up number four. No, whatever That's my it is. Happy
5: spot.
0: Oh, this is watch. Jeremy will pull something up and this will start to make me sweat which is weird because I love heights. Um, not much scares me, except...
5: And I don't much care for jumping out of an airplane.
0: Yeah, neither do I. I that's yeah. right. We already the, played the number pilots, four. The pilots took Try number five. It says the YouTube. They can land with me in the plane. That's right. That's, that's the right. deal. Do you see, Jeremy, it says... Um, I, well, I can do
2: one? it. I think I missed that one. I
0: can do it. Hold on. Watch this. This is how we... So we- while
5: you're searching for that, I'm going to tell you a funny story, okay?
0: Yes, go for it.
5: In the diving community, we always wore blue and gold shirts. And you wear blue and gold specific us, And uh, we had to stop wearing the blue and gold that said fly navy divers need the work.
0: <laughs> yes. <laughs> that makes sense. Um Jeremy, it's yeah, if you I'll look at Melissa's questions, it's right in the middle. I didn't number it. That's why.
1: Oh, that's why I missed it. Because you you, you gave no, me the wrong were information. Were you Indian River or were you uh, Eglin? I was assuming Indian Indian River. Head. Indian Head. Yeah, Indian Head. So much respect We're not allowed so, to say that either. So We're not allowed to say think,
5: that we got Indian heads.
1: So I don't think oh. you guys understand exactly how badass this woman is. So EOD, in and of itself, is already small. Okay. It's already small. It's already tiny. It's already its own little subculture. We have our own traditions, our own jokes, our own everything. I got it. And a lot of the older texts kind of paved the way. So the moniker is, and how it goes is, the EOD manual, the EOD Bible, everything, It's, it's made. it's written and made in blood off of the mistakes of the text is how everything and how we do everything is how it is now. Right. So the culture and of itself is small. It's small. Yeah, it's gonna be small. Within that, you have, it's even smaller for women tech. Some of the best texts I know are female techs, and how I got into it was because of a female tech. And what that single mom and a diver so just understand how exactly how badass this woman is to do what it is that she did. But be, I didn't do it by like, myself.
5: Had I not had the support of my family, because I didn't have a spouse.
1: Oh, yeah, right.
5: I was extremely lucky to have a spouse. I didn't have a spouse. I, my sister came and lived with me and essentially became, we called her my wife. So I could deploy. So I could actually go to UD school and could do the things that I needed and wanted to do. Had I not had that family support, it wouldn't have
0: Sure. So so you go from I get the the torpedo man's mate. It's like uh, your entry level. You get in there, you learn stuff, mm-hmm. you, you figure out what you want to do, and then and then you go into something that's so specialized. It's like it's like oh, I'm gonna be a Navy SEAL for a few years and then move on from there. Now I don't mean to. I'm probably that's that's probably like you don't say that to a Navy person like oh they suck or whatever. <laughs> but the point of it is being a Navy diver is kind of like that's that's in that field that's that's your you're at the peak. So how do you go from that where you can have a totally badass career diving? to to eod tech like where where does that happen
5: now i get to do a totally badass career underwater and get to blow things up whereas so, as a hard hat diver i just you know you drop it we find it you need it we'll cut it up bring it to pieces and, and you can get it okay. back
0: okay so, whereas so you, eod
5: i find it i'm just gonna blow it up right where it's at you gotta worry about it so were you
0: <laughs> were you an underwater uh, EOD yeah. person is that like a specialty? They do underwater. Yeah. Chem- so after, the, yeah.
1: after they go yeah. through the school, like I was, trying, I said earlier before yeah. we were on. The air.
5: Navy's the only one that's underwater. All the okay. other services. So every they branch graduate, has, but every the branch Navy. has its
1: own specialty. Uh-huh. So mm-hmm. Army does uh stateside response. So they take care of any response that states. And
5: majority has. of chem bio stuff, Army takes care of.
1: The Marine specialties they can they're the ones that can demill and make things inert. Okay. If it touches mm-hmm. water, it belongs to the Navy. And anything that's on, like, the airstrip, then that's Air Force EOD. They pretty much, they and nuclear. Anyway, Air Force but, does and, nuke. Yeah. So every branch kind of has its own little lane. Okay. Per se. Oh, and cool. I did
5: have an answer to your question. Uh, we did have three Coast Guard go through EOD school way oh, back cool. in the 40s. There Only three, and that's when the Coast Guard, fell under the Navy. And we have one Coast Guard on the EOD memorial wall, Just okay. one. That's like betting beer that we have one.
0: well here's uh there's another question i had about that oh so did you uh speaking of seals i was joking earlier but did you guys train with udt is there a difference between udt and and what you were doing
5: difference uh we just simply say they put them on we take it off so they would actually train to put an explosive in place and the ud would be trained to go in and take it off so
0: that's that's no, that's pretty awesome. I've All worked
5: right. with them. I've been on deployments with them and done cool things with them. But we don't, like essentially
0: train together. Um
5: Oh, and yes, so, there are some EOD guys that did go through school. I said, "Not it."
0: Oh, cool. Yeah, maybe <laughs> maybe does it like up in Maine or something like that. Uh,
5: I don't even remember where they just said, "Hey, do you want to?" And I said, "Hell no." But there were <laughs> some of my uh, guys, <laughs> and my dad, that did go. You
0: get you, yeah. you know, it's funny. I, like, I cool. I had, I had to have a tooth pulled last year, um, because of, I got hit in the face so hard at SEER training and they patched it up wrong. Yeah. And it took, it took 15 years, however long it was that I was in, but that's neither here nor there. Um, so I know nothing about EOD. So next questions are going to be like, let's find out. Let's be like, you know, when you're at the bar and someone's <laughs> like, so, so you're, you're EOD. Let me ask you some questions. Uh, so in my mind, right, it's akin to solving a puzzle, but I must, must, I, it must The idea in my head is if you're solving a puzzle puzzle, then there's stuff you don't know and you can lose. Do you guys approach it like I need to know every single thing about this and you're really just kind of following a procedure or are you solving a puzzle as you disarm a bomb?
5: Both. Yep. Both of those. Um, It's both. I think a perfect example of not an example, but just a, I don't know. Uh, we call it like kind of a cat and mouse, um, bad guy. He makes an IED or he makes something and we go in and we're like, oh, okay, we can do this or we can figure this out and we figure it out. And the bad guy says, oh, damn it. They figured that out. And so they change it. So we go back in and we're like, oh, well, this is a whole new problem. Let's figure it out. using some of this, the procedures, safeties, examples that we learned before, but it's a whole new problem. So we get to figure out this puzzle and then just it's a cat and mouse game. Okay. We just keep playing.
0: Yeah. We, we have, you know, the term flying by the seat of your pants, what that comes yeah. from is is people who don't trust their training or trust their instruments. Right. So flying mm-hmm. by the seat of your pants is is deadly. You don't ever want to fly with someone who flies by the seat. It sounds cool, but no, that, that person will kill you. And I was assuming like, if you're, if you're dismantling a bomb or whatever you call it, deactivating a bomb or, or disposing of one, you don't want to be flying by the seat of your pants. You want to be trusting your training, trusting your, your, or is there a bit of woo in it is there a bit of it's, like oh i'm you, thinking you this you trust
1: your training but you also trust your gut in and at the same time because it's when you do things a certain amount of times and like you know you send the robot down you, you know and you, you trust your you trust your team first and foremost like your team mm-hmm. because they're your other set of eyes because when you put on that stupid suit and it's just the bottom we call it the yeah stu- we used to call it the stupid suit it's so it's hot so you're in that stupid suit and you're you're walking down your your training is there and you're thinking about it but at the same time you have these other set of eyes that are watching you Mm -hmm. and the bomb maker could be watching you too at the same time. Yeah. But you trust your gut. You go off of history, you go off of, you know, what's been learned up to that point but you also go off of like something doesn't feel right. You get that tingle, trust it. Okay. You know, and you either back out or you just say, okay, well, I got to, we got to try something different here or, you know, blast and keep moving. Like it's, you, you got to play, have to play the game because like like Mo said. Talk talk a little bit closer to your mic. Because like yeah. Mo said, you you figured out how they're doing it. So they're like, okay, they figured that out. So now I'm going to throw this little wrinkle. Okay. So now you have to come up with something new to defeat that. So it's constant learning. Like the the enemy is a lot smarter than people give them credit for are bombs like so you have planes or planes
0: cars or cars there, there's differences right batteries are batteries there's differences but they all kind of do the same thing is that the same with bombs or is there just tons of variation and if that's the case how do you keep up with that
5: <laughs> both, both frank oh. and i are like oh my god oh, dude. <laughs> yes oh. there are differences i mean there's landmines there's grenades there's pros there's you know pp bombs there's there's that but. It just takes that one smart guy to say, hey, I can take this Projo and I can make it into a, you know, all of a sudden it's an IED that might do something completely different of what you think that Projo mm-hmm. is going to do. So, they are what they are, but they're not.
0: <laughs> were IEDs, V-beds, all that stuff, uh, were they something new to the War on Terror or were these used historically? I mean, like, think about the Boer War or all the way back to the Civil yeah. War. And all they've that. been I
5: mean, used we- in Vietnam. Yeah, yeah. they've been I mean, you could even go back further into medieval times and mm-hmm. booby traps were very, very common. It's just okay. how hard you want to make them, mm-hmm. how advanced yep.
1: yeah. You be If you can think it, then you can do it. It's, it's how diabolical your brain is. Yeah. And the, the crazy thing is my first deployment, we were in soft-shelled Humvees, you know, jungle rolled up, just rolling down the road, not a care in the world. And it wasn't until we got back. And then all of a sudden this IED thinking, we're like, what in the world's an IED? Yeah, yeah. Was, I remember when and they, they started, were everywhere. Yeah. So it's it's the Irish were doing it too.
0: Yeah. Northern Ireland. Oh yeah. a bunch oh, of yeah. assholes with those. They for for a few months they were trying to hit aircraft with IEDs at the approach into the runway. I never saw one, thank God. But yeah, they would bury these things and, and blow stuff up as the planes came in. I mean, they're always I just lost my pen. Oh, I got a backup. Uh, Always have a backup pen. Uh, There's my advice. That's your advice for the day. Um, Let's look here. More questions. Uh, How much of a psychological impact, besides the physical impact, how much of a psychological impact does ordinance play? Like, do you not even have to blow? Like, because we flew over it and and all these people who drove the convoys and stuff, I mean, I imagine a lot of that PTSD is wondering, are you going to blow up Are are you going to hit something? After we can a play while,
5: what if game all day yeah what if what if I walk across the street and car hits me yep yeah. what if and after a what while, if I don't wake you,
1: up after a while you just kind of it sounds and a lot of people think it's sick and sadistic and my wife hates when I bring this up but after a while you get the mentality of you know and it, the the model really kicks in you know and it's just it's the initial success or totally total fail. failure and the thing is like if this thing blows up it's literally not my problem anymore right um and I'm not gonna know so it, and oh. it's And it's kind of like, it's a messed up way to think about it, but it's,
0: it works. That's where it is. The, the, what if, uh, Mm -hmm. my own personal mental issues was that, that was probably the biggest thing getting shot at was actually like, if someone threw a missile at you, it was like, Ah, oh, finally, there it is. I can, I can see it. I can react to it. We can do our training, and we can defeat it, right? But the wondering, you know, the looking. What's that truck doing over there, right? What are those people in the, in the field over there doing? What's, what's happening? And most ninety nine point nine 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 percent of the time, they're just farmers. They're just truck drivers. They're just whatever. Mm. But that what if, man, that gets inside your head, and it can, it can break a troop. Um, how do you guys? How did you deal with it, Melissa? The, any of that what if? I mean, did you just say? Uh, it's out of my hands, uh, trust my training, or did you yeah, stress over it?
5: I didn't stress over it. And even even as a diver, you know, being in, the, like you said, the blackest, blackest water,
4: yeah, I mean, no. a,
5: a, we call them conurchas and caniches. They can hurt you and they can eat you, but I can't see them. <laughs> I can't determine what they're going to do. It was the same with the bomb or any explosive. I just do what I do, and if it's my time, well, let's make it quick. Let's make it, you know, so... So that's just the way I've always thought about it. And I could, what if it to death, And I could worry about it to death and get more gray hairs than I have. So I just didn't.
0: Uh, A friend gave me a Zen book. Uh, He was a, he was a flight engineer and he saw that I was kind of spun up and he's like, just read this, just read this. And I read it and actually helped, helped a lot getting that kind of like meditation Mm -hmm. and that. That just accepting. I tried of,
5: meditating. I couldn't do it. I couldn't settle down. I, I couldn't get it's my brain hard. to yep. I don't
0: have the patience very hard. It's super hard. Yeah. Mike, Mike so, Stogic. I
5: have had I've had UD guys that I've worked with that have come back from deployments and took their badge off and said, can't do it. It's just yep. they couldn't get past the what if. They couldn't get past the constant stress and worry of stepping mm-hmm. outside of the you know vehicle and they Yeah. But I did not go to Afghanistan or Iraq. I, I did not get a deployment to any of those. I did
0: not. OK. The, I didn't get um, let, Let's talk about that for a quick second, because we have a lot of um, people that struggle. They struggle because they didn't deploy. Um, that survival survival, survival guilt student. or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've talked to people on hikes, and they're like, man, I'm such a this. Uh, I never got to deploy. And it's like, I actually just had a conversation. If I know you're watching. Uh, I'm not going to say who it was. But I had that conversation today. It's like, I don't deserve it. I didn't deploy. It's like, what are you talking about, right? Just because, think of it like a magazine, right? Uh, uh, You put 30 rounds in your magazine, maybe round 15 doesn't get fired today, but it's willing and able and will still do what it needs to do. So how how do you, uh, I guess I'm asking, how do you internalize that for yourself and does it bother you?
5: I was very angry that I didn't get to go. I mean, that's what we train to do. That's what we all train to do is what we want to do. Then I actually started looking at some of the guys that were... You know, Leon didn't go to Iraq or Afghanistan. No? Yeah, so there's a lot of guys in my generation that, that didn't deploy. And it's not that we didn't want to. We just didn't get to. So I'm not going to beat myself up over it. I mean, I would love to do it. But I still did my part doing everything else. Because had I not, had I not done the deployments that did not go to Iraq or Afghanistan, one of the other UD guys would have had to and they're still, so just did what we were assigned to do.
0: And you still got the National Defense Service. Yes, it a right? metal? It's a ribbon or medal. It's a medal.
4: It's a
5: medal and, and a ribbon. I got
0: oh, quite the rack. A... It's beautiful. Yes, it just adds yes. to my
2: rack. Hey, yeah. we don't
0: build no, that fruit, fruit to salad. Family. See, you, you keep throwing I your rack out there. Family show, family show, out. out of the gutter, everyone. <laughs> All right, let's talk about she the.
2: Threw it out there. You can't get mad at us. Let's I talk about the
0: navy navy people we haven't had we had one navy guy have we had more no we've had a couple navy you're seals coming. and stuff um but we had uh we had the smartest wh- which is the smartest branch competition about 6 months ago and uh the navy guy got destroyed i feel and if you're watching i forget Whoa. his name what well, means uh, a navy seal
5: i mean come on
0: no no he wasn't he was i don't know what he did he was like a boats quax mate the a third, Boaz, fourth, Boaz yeah, he's a there's all mate. sorts of or, no, he was a welder, second class boat swim. I'm just, I'm just making stuff up. I'm just making <laughs> stuff up. He said he had, you know, I had the ponytail with the tar in it, and now I'm getting real old school. Okay, okay, do you know what? Do you know what? I deserve it. Yes, you yeah, do. You I was know. waiting. I'm like, it. please give yourself the uh, shot. I don't think I have it. Yes, anymore. you sure do because I will bring it up. I don't see it anymore. Oh, there it is. You got to hit play. Oh, <laughs> Willie. oh Oh Willie. Willie. I deserved it. Oh. I deserve. It. Oh, no. I want to play it again just for you. <laughs> no, 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 no. We got It's getting late. We have to talk about the EOD warrior foundation. Um, the, the first thing, cause I'm gonna forget about it. What, what is special about the, what are we in May? Is this May? Yeah. What's special about the mo- month of May that you guys have your, um, I saw on YouTube on your, um, YouTube page, you had the memorial. Uh, I understand there's like a ball or something coming up. What's month of May for the uh, EOD community?
5: the ball. It was a couple weeks ago. Um, first weekend of May is a nationally acclaimed EOD weekend. It's okay. our, our one time that we celebrate the camaraderie, the family, the love. We remember fallen. in. We recognize newly fallen that we're placed on our, our, memorial, sem- our yeah, oh. memorial wall. But we have, um, oh my gosh, Friday starts off the golf tournament, a gold star luncheon. A huge EOD auction, which is an absolute hoot by my far favorite. Saturday morning is the EOD memorial ceremony. Saturday afternoon is the crawfish boiler pigros, is what we did this year. And Saturday night is the EOD ball. And then Sunday, I put it all away. I start putting it all away.
4: <laughs> yeah.
5: So yeah, that's the first weekend of every year. It's it's it's, it's an inherently...
0: It's a seriously like dangerous job and I know that's stupid I'm telling you that but I mean I, of the of the EOD techs that I know well now you two are the other two that I know you guys have all your fingers yeah. and toes but uh I, I see Chris Frost won't come on the show but he's got a, a pretty interesting story but he's bilateral the Yeah What's that you know Chris Frost? Yes. Yeah absolutely. Yeah, he's mm-hmm. a good guy. I rode my bike across the country with him. You, you. motherfucker
2: <laughs> hey. I hey. <laughs> if if I'm at not at this podcast next week and it crashes you know why because I rode my bike home
0: <laughs> we are I bring up the bike trip all the time but um
2: yeah Chris uh, I,
5: I haven't ridden mine across country yet either so it's okay
0: oh it's,
2: <laughs> see now I love it. She, she she can come run this. Chris
0: used a um he was a, a single uh, amputee at that point but he did a, like a recumbent bike type of deal it was really cool um mm-hmm. But yeah, we got to get you on, Chris. Anyways, uh, why did I bring up Chris again? Oh, I know him. And then I knew a bomb dog a sniffer, right? So what is that? Bomb dog handler? Canine. Canine. Canine bomb person. Bomb she dog. got blown up. Um, and Chris knows who I'm talking about. So it's it's an inherently dangerous job. Like, I don't know. I guess I'm just, <laughs> just stating the obvious.
5: Let's <laughs> say you get one off shit. You just get one off shit.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, that's what Chris, yeah. Chris just said. He said on the comments that, uh, when I got blown up, it was a relief because the bomb was cleared. I guess that makes
1: sense. Yeah. Well, a good it's friend true. of mine. Um, she, uh, she, <laughs> she calls us. She's said, like, well, I used to be a hugger until I, the IED I was hugging and bringing back blew up. So Mary, she's a yep, married day. Mary, no arm. One of I'm, the, oh, yeah. one of the Mary. greatest, one yeah. of the greatest young ladies you will ever meet humor. Best sense of humor, yes. sense of humor oh my gosh. on this planet. On range, she's cool yes, yeah. range 15. Yeah. She's super shit. cool as And range 15. Cool as shit. Gamer. Is, yeah. She plays with her feet. She has an attack cat. Um, Lots of
4: tattoos.
0: Tattoo. Colored
1: amazing, hair.
4: She's amazing.
0: Amazing, amazing young lady. Get her to come on the show. Yeah. I'd love to talk to her. I really just want to talk to her about range 15.
5: I was her instructor in school.
0: Oh, <laughs> oh yeah. Nice. Nice. Yeah, nice. Yeah. Yeah.
5: Nice. She come um, running up to me at the weekend with no arm. Like, no, and I'm like, I don't know who you
0: are. <laughs> I knew, I knew she had a good sense of humor when her that scene where they throw a set of keys to her, and she's just trying to pick them up. She's trying to pick them up with her teeth. Yeah, that's yeah, you, and he, she's the daughter of the the general you, or whatever.
1: But like you, you, you've never. She, I every day, like I go to her page just so I can laugh. She's always got something it's on there people. that's
4: going to make you laugh. Yeah.
0: Um so let's talk about the EOD Warriors Foundation. Uh when did it start it, start and what was its mission or what is its mission?
5: jerry
2: has been with this since day one. So yeah, I guess. you can show sure yeah. the Yeah. I one. A... All right. <laughs> I think you guys are doing this on purpose. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's Jeremy. I'm the professional one here, I say. <laughs>
6: I'm the comedic relief. We
2: need this. (laughs) There
6: you go. Um, So in 2007 is when I actually started working for, um, in the nonprofit space of helping EOD technicians and their families. And in 2013, two foundations merged to form the EOD Warrior Foundation, the Wounded EOD Warrior Foundation and the EOD Memorial Foundation. Um, one was kind of doing um, everything for wounded service members and families, and the other was doing scholarships to also taking care of gold star families and honorary families. So, and the memorial. so in 2013, those two foundations merged to form the EOD Warrior Foundation. So it was it was a great move for the community because we have an organization that is, you know, one organization for one career.
5: And... Um, that the So there are four pillars that we need uh
6: museum. The first one is um financial relief, the second is scholarship opportunities for dependents of ERD veterans and their families introduced new this <laughs> year specifically. and then there's the wellness program, that's my pillar. And then we have memorial care, which is also so we have four, and each, is, each of us, I mean, we have a very staff. We have six people on our staff right now. So our executive director and development officer are in Atlanta, and then Mo, Caroline, and myself, and our accountant Jacqueline are in this office in the panhandle. So um, we're a lot of different hats, and we all seem to kind of understand each other's job from, from like. The periphery if we need to get in the weeds, we do that and we just we're here to help family so that's that's the mission and to feel really lucky to be able to have an organization that only dedicated to these the performance
0: disposal community. awesome awesome well that's fantastic and and uh i just noticed we're after nine so how how can folks learn about it how can frank join the eod warriors foundation let's get him oh. uh Membership card. (laughs) He
6: he is a member of it because he's a graduate of half So um, we don't have like an alumni or a membership membership card or anything like that. But the matter is, Frank is part of our EOD family and um, his part of our EOD family. So if if there is ever Mm -hmm. anything like that, you know, I mean, please share the word. If Frank, you ever have a need. Family ever has a need. Come check us out. You know, we financial support, resources, all kinds of things, events and other things. So, if someone wants to learn more about our organization, they can still go to um, our website, beautywarrior.org. Uh, we started a podcast in August called Warrior, and we're almost just almost twenty five hundred down. <laughs> We're getting close, and uh, that is a lot of information about the resources. So, there are stories of you technicians, whether they're um, current-day technicians that's been back in Afghanistan. We have some Vietnam vet views. So, um, we're on Facebook,
4: Instagram,
6: Twitter, uh, LinkedIn. So you can find awesome. us. So, yeah. Um, we'll- we'll-
0: yeah we don't <laughs> we will definitely put all the links up your your feed is getting really really difficult to hear so i think we we have to end it like the last 30 seconds were really tricky um, but we'll put, with the show notes, we'll put all the links on there. Um, I'll make sure I get the right ones from you. Uh, but ladies, thank you. Thank you very much. Uh, Melissa, I want to hang out and drink, uh, with you at some point. And same thing with you, Sherry. Not that I, not that I don't want to oh. drink with you either. Cause spouses make the world go round. But, um, can thank you. Can we
6: one more thing, Polly? Say yeah, one yeah. More Hopefully thing. if, we, if okay. we,
0: it's just, it's, 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 the, um, audio is really difficult to hear and it's, it's. We'll get
5: closer. Super cool. You can see all okay. my gray hair. I just wanted to point out one of the things that makes the job itself unique to any other job is it's only taught to all four services. There is no other job that is shared with all four brands. So that's one of the things that we like to Four services. That's actually
0: really good. I love it. I love it. All right. Uh, thank you for coming on. And, um, yeah, if it wasn't for people like you that share your stories, I wouldn't have a show here. So um I basically just hop on the backs of all you people and you tell me your right. stories and and then we are successful. So all right, thank you ladies uh, again. Really appreciate it.
2: Thank you ladies. Have a
0: good thank night.
6: You so thank, you.
0: thank you. Good night. Good night. Good night. It's so it's like I want to hear it. It's like ah, ah I'm you actually leaning close. You could catch some of it, but yeah. man, when the when the audio goes down like that, it makes it really difficult. Um uh, yeah, but I, I do have a rundown. I want, I want, uh, Frank to do it. Um, but look at, this is what Frank gave me the other day. So I think this means, well, there's two <laughs> things. I watched, I watched the hurt locker and oh, I, and I'm so I, sorry. No, no, no. Listen, oh, listen, you can't just step over my joke. Frank gave me this and I watched the hurt locker. So I feel like I'm actually an EOD tech. Don't do that. I think, I think I'm, kind. kinda of <laughs> I think, well, listen, I saw, I saw, um, Saving Private Ryan and I think by default, I am a Normandy Normandy veteran. (laughs) That literally makes you opp'em. Yeah, opp'em. He was the shithead. Yeah, no, shut up. (laughs) 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 Okay, rundown, rundown. Here we go. Uh Uh-oh. Speaking of which, the Hurt Locker, love it or hate it? I absolutely hate hate it.
1: it and just about every single EOD tech will tell you Oh. That is the worst movie ever made.
2: Yep, even Mo is like, you know, she's like, ah, mm-mm. that is <laughs> yeah. the worst movie
0: really ever freaking made. Okay, let, let me bring up this one, Jeff Bridges, Blown Away, love it or hate it.
5: Never seen.
0: It Jeff Bridges. Oh my gosh, you gotta, yeah, you gotta see it. I love Jeff Bridges. It's Blown oh. Away. Uh, he plays a Irish bomb maker, North North Ireland bomb maker terrorist that comes over to the United States under a fake name and he's in, he's in I Boston. Think I've seen it. I, think, I think I've seen it. Oh, it's from like the maybe mid nineties. And then there's a mad bomber who is, I can't think of the guy. He was the bad guy on, no, no, no. He was the FBI agent on, um, uh, the one with Harrison Ford is running around. He's escaped convict. Tommy Lee Jones. Tommy Lee Jones. Yeah. He plays like an actual Irishman. He's got the worst Irish accent, but he goes around blowing up stuff all around Boston. Oh. And Jeff Bridges <laughs> is trying to disarm all these bombs. Cause he works for, uh, the Boston, uh, bomb place. Uh, oh or he's God. like SWAT with the Boston police department, but oh, yeah. yeah, great flick. Um, so I guess, uh, yeah, I, I say, I love it. Is it ever <laughs> safe to cut the red wire?
5: You <laughs> only try it once. Try it once.
0: <laughs>
1: like it, it's either gonna happen or it's not. And if it doesn't happen, if it doesn't go the wrong, if it goes the wrong way, you won't know.
0: <laughs> That's everybody true. else will.
1: I mean you everybody
2: won't. else will live to tell that tale. <laughs>
0: um if you could have one weapon during the apocalypse, what would it be?
1: Ooh. A
5: machete.
1: machete. Yeah. Machete machete or machete or... or a, a, a hammer. A machete or that or a spike bat
0: i was thinking i was thinking katana uh or if i had enough ammo a short barreled ar-15 that's in the problem 300 black never blast. have the the enough ammo
5: you that's never have enough ammo
1: that's true yeah you'll run out eventually
0: yeah that's true well you can make your own i guess you can 300 black it would be tricky but um yeah we you know what's funny i just uh, i was thinking about this today with the machete because i was thinking machete would be good but machete's it's it's sharp yes, but it's a blunt sharp. So you really got to put some or ass hold, behind or it. What to about get,
2: one of those uh, those hammers with the spikes on the end? put the, the tomahawk. B- what a mace. Not a tomahawk. It's 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 like a it's got a flattened hammer. It's got an actual oh. like a like a punch on the other end of it. Or just claymores. Just an un, endless supply of
0: claymores. Put them around your building and just. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It's a question.
5: Oh, your shopping cart is beautiful.
0: <laughs> My what now?
5: Your shopping cart you're shopping
4: for <laughs> uh, things that you want. Yeah. Yes.
0: Yeah. I don't know if I can get my hands on that. Um, when you were in the service, what was your biggest fear?
4: My mother, yeah.
0: your mother <laughs> and getting out. That's getting a, out. the last two. I, th- uh, I would yeah. think it's uh an un- unintended duty. pregnancy with a, um, lovely lady twice. of <laughs> Fayetteville. Oh, <laughs> I wouldn't say Jody, but it's duty. I'd rather, I'm more afraid of duty. Now that you're out of the service, what is your biggest fear? And we'll let Melissa go first. Ooh, and then Frank.
5: Um, not having the security of a job. In the military, you can get fired. In the civilian world, you can get fired and
0: escape. That's true. That's true. Mm-hmm. Unless you are a Space Force commander who talks badly Ooh. about Marxism. Ah, what? We can't get political. Sorry. Uh, no Let's politics. keep moving on. No, no politics. politics. But he did get fired for that. Um did. Which is weird. Uh, who do you most admire and why living or dead doesn't matter go ahead frank uh, take it my
1: parents my parents, uh, my, parents uh, my dad who was in florida and my mama passed away amazing amazing people um, my dad taught me the ethic of work and my mother taught me how to be a gentleman my mother never knew what a door handle felt like whenever i was around
0: that's because yeah, I always think about what if I'm raising a couple assholes <laughs> like what if down the line they're just like oh my god I where's my cell phone I'm like what who are you Have I you always try in this neighborhood I'm just kidding. <laughs> I, I always tried to raise good people but I'm wondering like what 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 was the secret just just
1: uh, uh, modeling your dad just modeled yep. the proper behavior watching watching how my dad you know you know treated my you know my mother and then watching her, you know, build him up and like, you know, and, and, you know, lead and guide at the same time. Like they both took turns leading and guiding and watching my dad literally tell, my mother said she loved roses. So my dad made the pledge. Whenever you look out of a window, you're going to see a rose. So this man planted rose bushes in front of every single window. Like, and people don't do that anymore.
5: See, that's so cute. And I, I respect my mother for all the different reasons because my father left when I was eight and there's kids in my family. And oh, wow. for three, so there's still below me. So my taught me how to be an independent woman and to, if I want something done, I could do it. If I want something made or bought I make it, I buy it, never wait or depend. So that's funny that we both respect our parents, but for completely different reasons, but they mm. think work ethic. My mother taught me work I work.
0: I, I teach my daughter jujitsu on the regular and I want her to be deadly by the time she's 12 I want did you see that video where the the guy tried to kidnap an 11 year old girl and she fought and she got away that's what I I want my daughter to snap shoulders if someone tries to do that Um,
2: (laughs) so those are the things
5: yet still get uh, a boyfriend
0: that's right that's right
2: (laughs) Well, willfully or not you will will be my boyfriend (laughs) (laughs) that's
0: true that's true Um, that's all like oh wait no no I always like to ask this one uh, it doesn't matter who answers first, the greatest music band, I guess we'll go with could be an artist, could be a band. What's your favorite of all time? Go
5: it's a hard one. I've got too many. There's too many. Yeah.
0: You got to pick one. You're oh going to be on a desert God. Island
1: and you can only take it, one. You, okay. If you CD. say, <laughs>
2: if you say Nickelback, you can't come back.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm going to go with, wow. I got to take it really, really old school. I'm going to show I'm, my age of my drives uh, here. I'm on a with,
5: desert uh, Island. Earth, wind,
1: and fire, especially to... the earth, wind, and fire horns. Play that punk yeah,
5: white boy.
0: <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> oh, yeah. Who did that? Was that uh, you was that average white band? No.
5: Yeah. No, it took me a long time to realize that he was actually white. I always thought he was yeah, black. Yeah. But he, he's
0: That's why I, I, but... I thought it was, uh, I thought it was average <laughs> yeah. white band, but I don't remember. Um, um, two, two very good answers. Um, I would say every week we try out, we, last week it was Metallica um that's a tricky one um dude totally dave matthews like
1: i would just it, awesome. it depends on the mood right. too because <laughs> i can go from the like i said the earth wind and fire and earth wind and fire horns to being like oh my god this is some otap i have you know it just, it just depends you know what's like funny o-tap.
0: i have a list i have a list of music that i some of it i don't even like but i want my in case something happens to me i want my kids to look at that list and it's my my top greatest songs ever. And it's like, I mean, I have edit James on there. I have Metallica on there. I
2: have. Um, he's got Spice Girls, Shania Twain, Britney Spears. No,
0: they are not. They do not make it on there. Neither does Taylor Swift. Um, That's a lie. And and, and now I now I'm kind of curious to pull it up. I mean, it's like every time I hear a song that I, I'm like, oh, yeah, that has like uh, 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 Queen. Um, what's his name oh, there? Queen. Uh, I mean, Queen. he's the greatest vocalist that I think ever Queen. lived. Yeah. You mean Prince? Uh, Prince. Prince is on there. Being Uh, the greatest vocalist of all time. Purple. Purple rain. Come on. Purple (laughs) rain. Uh oh. I just sang. I mean, it's time to time to quit. (laughs) We just lost all our viewers. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for checking out the show. Thank you for our guests. Uh, Next week we got a packed show. Um, I'm gonna have to be on my A game for this one. No joking around at that one, Jeremy. Look at (laughs) making rack jokes when we have the the EOD Warrior Foundation on here. It is a joke. Um, I had a video, I was going to play a video for us out here, but let me just quickly look to see. Oh yes. I remember what it is. This is wild. Uh, did we go over this last week? I keep forgetting if we did or not. Um, the army has a new, instead of NVGs, they have augmented reality goggles. Uh, insane. Like when you look at it, it's not what you're thinking. When you see it, you're going to be like, that's crazy. But can you imagine going to battle wearing these, uh, check out uh, a sign up for a hike. We've got tons of hikes. We're going to get Melissa on a hike. Um, it, it's only for veterans. However, Sherry, you can volunteer for hikes. Uh, go over to okay. ReverentWarriors.com and check out the list of hikes, go over to uh, 21 gun. Don't forget if you're suffering from TBI, if you have anxiety, PTSD, anything crazy like that, let's see you got hit by a baseball. Um, when you're 12 and you still have issues send me an email kevin at 21 gun.net uh it works it's great it's thousands of dollars worth of treatment for free so make sure you reach out to me for that and um call text phone um send smoke signals do everything to get in touch with people you served with even if they get annoyed by it because you never know when you're going to save a life or touch somebody so with that let's go out with the augmented reality
1: oh
0: Isn't that crazy? Oh, wow. Oh, that's
1: edge detection. That's literally edge detection. Can't even see the flash. Like, that's what's crazy. There's no, like, NVGs
0: that would have just washed out your... Yo, Check out the tracers. That. Watch the tracers. It's pretty sweet. Is that, a, is that an M249? What is that? M60? No, it's a 240.
2: 240.
0: Uh, Isn't
1: that
0: great? uh, Look, you can see. I mean, how great is that?
1: That is awesome.
0: So, those are the new Army's augmented reality goggles. Welcome to the 21st century where you can kill people with the coolest equipment. (laughs)